Welcome to You Influence Podcast, where you will hear everything you need to learn how to be a man or woman of influence for the better in your personal and professional life, in business, at work, and in your social life. Becoming a person of positive influence has an invaluable effect in ways we cannot imagine, but can only be felt in personal fulfillment. Welcome back to another episode of Mavi Said Monday with You Influence Podcast. Welcome back, guys. You know what? Um, I just want to thank each and every person that is listening to the podcast, that is leaving a review, that is subscribing, that is leaving a comment and rating it. Greatly appreciate all of you. You know, recently I um, I shared some questions on the Instagram stories just to see who is more familiar with me and my story. And you know what? It was surprising to me because there was a lot of engagement on those four questions that I uh, posted. And that tells me I should be posting more questions. But here's the thing. Here's what surprised me the most. The people that were getting the most um, questions, answering the questions correctly, are the ones that I know Okay, there could be more that I don't know about, but from the ones that I do know, I know that those are the ones that are listening to the podcast because of the conversations that I've uh, been having, the questions that I've been receiving, things like that. So once again, I appreciate each and every one of you. You know, uh, most of you know me as a consultant in the recruiting and culture development world, which is great. That's actually how I started uh, doing consulting almost three years ago. After, you know, walking away from, you know, ha- running a business with two other partners, uh, I'm not going to bore you with the story. You could, if this is your first time listening, you could always, you know, get that full story at my site, wherever. And um, the, the way I started off consulting is basically doing training only, right? It was, that's my background. That's what I knew how to do best, which is to run my mouth and to advise people on recruiting and culture development based on my existing experience. And uh, I didn't touch anything that had to do with marketing until I was being asked to do some training in-house for marketing. And that evolved into actually doing marketing for those businesses that do not have a team in place or you know staff, whether it's one person or five or 10 people, um, on a payroll already that are doing marketing, all sorts of marketing. So we basically started doing it for them. And uh, just recently, it must have been a few days ago, that I've had a conversation with somebody that I just met online, and uh, they asked me, what do you do? So I, you know, very briefly, I said, I do culture development training and growth strategies training as well which is pretty much marketing and then they go like oh so basically you are the mind reader I'm like what do you mean so they go like well that means you know human behavior if you could solve it in-house that means you could solve it out there as well because you know what makes people tick why they do what they do i'm like you know what i always knew that I just never had anybody else tell me that as well because most people cannot relate the two. They're like, what does marketing have to do with culture development? I'll tell you, when you understand what 
And when you understand people, when you understand personality types, the characteristics of the individual, if you know how to build the team based on somebody else's strengths instead of looking for weaknesses, then you could pretty much figure out what makes the consumer do what they do. And one of the questions I pose on my Instagram stories is, you know, what is it that I will never consult on? If, if you know me at all, then here are your four possible answers. And the correct answer was operations. I wouldn't consult on finances. I would not consult on operations. Why? Because those are my weak spots and I'm fully aware of that. All right. So if I do need to bring somebody else in or if I need to uh, if I need to consult on that because my client is asking me as an additional service, I'm not going to do that myself. I'm going to bring in someone who I know is an expert in those uh, fields. My expertise is human behavior, right, which is culture development, leadership development, growth strategies. Now, part of culture development, obviously, is recruiting, which is a major component. I spent 11 years in direct sales. That is all I did. I focused on building teams, uh, recruiting, you know, personally recruited over well over a thousand people directly, and uh, which turned into over 7,000 independent reps in uh, five countries, including U.S. And that, of course, that experience moved me forward to applying what I've learned in direct sales and applied in corporate America and so on and so forth. Anyway, so what I want to talk to you about today, because we just touched, there was a reason why I touched on the marketing, is the social media component of business development. So I get the questions that I'm going to go through with you guys today are the questions that I get from either my existing clients, which are business owners or prospects, meaning Somebody who is not my client, but I went on a sales call and met with a decision um, decision maker, and the questions came up: Why should be we be on social media? What's the benefit of it? You know, how do we do this? How do we do that? How do we get clients? How do we get patients? So on and so forth. So I put together some basic questions, and to kind of set it up for you, let me just explain to you the background behind this. The, different, the biggest difference that most people still do not understand between digital and traditional marketing, and when I say traditional marketing, um, I'm talking about radio advertising, TV, print, which is you know your newspapers, your, uh, your magazines. Yes, those still do exist, depending on what part of the country you're in. Those, some of those things are still, still very, very effective, depending on where you are. However... Even though that's still effective, right? Like the part of New York that I live in, they're very heavy on print advertising. How do I know this? Because I keep receiving it, right? And the community still consumes information from print ads, from radio ads. Now, however, even though the potential consumer may still be receiving information and content advertising, through the traditional medium, they're still on their smartphones. What are they doing? Well, statistics show us that a little bit over 70% of the time spent on your mobile phone is actually being spent on social media networks, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, whether it's LinkedIn, so on and so forth, right? So it doesn't matter that the traditional marketing still works. Most of the time, our eyeballs are not in a newspaper, they're not in a magazine, our ears are not listening to a radio station, because 
even if you're commuting back and forth, pay attention, guys. What I'm going to share with you right now is going to blow your mind. Even if, as a business owner, if you're targeting a potential consumer through the radio, let's say it takes them an hour to go to work and an hour to come back. They're driving. And let's pretend they're listening to the radio that entire time. They're not listening to audiobooks. They're not listening to their MP3 uh, music, whatever, you know, through their phone, whatever service they're using. Let's pretend they're all listening to a radio, which is not realistic, but I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. And let's say they do that. And your ad comes on. So that's two hours that they're listening to the radio, but they're not listening to your commercial. Out of those two hours, maybe they will hear your commercial, your information, two or three times. Unreal, but let's just pretend that's the case. Statistically speaking, that event compared to the amount of hours the person is spending on their cell phone and considering that over 70%, so I'm, here's the real number. About five to six hours, the average person spends looking at their phone screen per day. If you count over 70%, right, we're looking at a minimum of three hours per day, they're looking at social media. They're scrolling. Now, if you run an ad, just an ad, or you posted some content, and they happen to scroll through it, there is a whole lot more chances of them looking at your information of your quote-unquote commercial than two or three times that they would have received through the radio. And in addition to that, it's residual. So let me explain. Business owners, the way they, even if they get the concept of, okay, digital is the new way, that's the way we should do it, more people are spending uh, time on their phones, fine, better than traditional, fine. But here's what they don't understand, is that when you invest your time, energy, and money into social media platforms, you're literally investing, instead of throwing your money at the radio commercial or TV or print, simply because when I say invest, whatever it is that you post on social media platforms, wherever it is, it has a residual component to it. It stays on there. Once your ad is finished on the radio and TV, you're done. Once that newspaper is read, you're done. Okay? So, you take the average business that spends about $10,000, well, average small business, ten dollars to $20,000 per year on radio and TV ads or magazines or newspapers, whatever the case. Okay, you do the math that I just gave you of the amount of times the person goes through the exposure to that information, and you take that exact amount ten to twenty thousand dollars per year. Per year, and by the way, the rule of thumb is this if you're a savvy business owner, if you understand how to run a business, if you're not a practitioner who is in somebody's mouth, I'm talking about the dentist, right. If you have to be there all the time to make money, then you don't have a business. You have a high-paying job. If you are a painter, if you are a lawyer, if you're an accountant, if your business is not running without you, then it's not a business, so to speak. It's a high-paying job. If you're a contract or if you're a real estate agent or a broker, 
you know, you, you get the point. It doesn't matter what that business is, what the profession is. If you didn't set up as a business, technically it's not a business because most of the time it cannot be even sold without you because the books depending depend on your effort. Now, if you take that amount and considering the statistics that I gave you, the amount of time the person spends on the phone, over 70% are being on social networks and things like that, what do you think your ROI will be? Which leads me into the next question, right? This is what I get asked. What's the ROI of us being on social media? If you don't know what ROI is, you know, it's a return on my investment, return on investment. What's the return on investment? Let's say if I'm spending $2,000 a month, $2,500 a month on social media management, on creating content, things like that, not even counting advertising. What's my ROI? Great question. And that question should be asked all the time. The smart business owner always asks, you know, what do I make instead of what do I spend on it? Here's my answer to that question. And my answer is with a question. What is the gross loss, right? What is the loss revenue of not being on social media? You can't track it. Just like you cannot track the ROI of being on social media because it's an investment. Here's what I tell my clients. And I'm not the only one, by the way, who says this. You could listen. You could pick up any book on digital marketing. You could go to a conference and spend thousands of dollars. You're going to hear the same information that I'm about to tell you right now. Okay, so listen up. The way you treat social media is not to generate a client today. The way you should treat the social media is an, as an investment tool where you're pumping content into it for validation purposes. Because when you do run an advertising, wherever that is, whether it's radio, print, TV, or even an ad campaign on Google or Facebook or Instagram, what does the educated, and I'm underlining verbally the word educated, because today's consumer is a whole lot smarter than they were 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 years ago. Because with the access to the internet, what do we look for, number one? We look for feedback. We look for reviews. That is called social proof. FYI, whether you're a freelancer or a business owner, when somebody looks for you on Google, when they search your business or individual name, the first three or four things that come up, number one, whatever your Google listing is. Number two, your LinkedIn profile or page. Number three, your Facebook. Four, Twitter. Five, Instagram. Does that tell you anything? Does that mean that you should be on those platforms? Absolutely. Today's SEO, I repeat, today's SEO is not only based on your keywords and your backlinks. More than 50% of your SEO today that is sustainable, meaning if you stop paying the SEO people to do the SEO service for you, right? What will stay on there, over 50%, is your social media activity. Because Google understands that people spend most of their time on social media. Therefore, they want to see how committed the business is to the growth of their business. So therefore, they will crawl pages of your social media platforms. 
they will see the consistency they will see the engagement they will see the type of posts you have whether it's video text or pictures because Google looks at all of those things in combination with the amount of reviews you have isn't that a clue for you to be doing marketing where people are at with a huge component to it that has a residual effect you're not investing you're not spending money on TV on radio on print ads because that's just spending you'll be able to track one two five ten twenty clients per month per year whatever it is but it's a one-time deal you stop advertising clients stop coming now you take that budget or even half of it or a fraction of it you need to figure it out you take that money and you start putting it into the residual component of marketing which is FYI digital the social medium now that serves as validation because uh, going back to it what what do people do when we see an ad we start looking it up we're looking at reviews and their social media platforms are gonna come up we want to see what are they doing on social media are they providing any value or is it just about me 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 I'm better than Joe Schmo I'm better better than Sally Smith I'm better than you know uh, Marianne business whatever the case is right and that's what you hear most of the time people are saying businesses are saying how they're better but there's no value there's no content there's no educational component there's nothing of value to the smart and I repeat smart consumer why is a consumer smart today because if you're listening to it and you are a business owner put yourself in the consumer shoes you are a consumer with someone else what do you do before you buy you look it up you want to see content you want to see reviews you want to see video testimonials you want to see some value before you pick up the phone or reach for your wallet okay now I don't know if I mentioned this earlier but here's the rule of thumb as a business owner you need to understand that there is a percentage of what you should be reinvesting into your business for marketing and statistically speaking that is about 10 to 12 percent of your gross annual revenue you should be reinvesting into ads into marketing into growth strategies okay now if we're just gonna talk about social media let's say you're a business that's doing about a million a year you should be spending no less than about I would say seven to twelve thousand dollars per month just on social media I looked at several businesses and the numbers don't lie if you if your billables before your expenses before the payroll before the insurance before the uh, any type of overhead okay if you're doing a million dollars in billables per year you should have seven to twelve thousand dollars a month in your ad spend anything small than that just you know go off of those numbers so uh, we talked about the investment uh, process we talked about the ROI now another question that I get asked is how do I track it let's say I'm on social media um, I hire somebody and we're doing you know what you advise us to do great now what how do we track it number one you need to refer back to my previous point you have to treat it as an investment however what you can track and should track are your ad money so if you're spending budget 
for advertising. I'm not talking about the handling of social media, the creative part. I'm talking about the ads strictly. Let's say you're spending $1,000 a month on ads. You should be able to track it. Those platforms do give you the analytical reports where you could see how many people saw it, how many people engaged with it, how many people called or whatever call to action was, whether it's a message, whether it's a call, whether it's whatever. Okay, that you should be able to track and you need to track. If somebody's doing it for you, you have to have them track it and then give it to you. Everything else you got to look as an investment because the biggest thing I want you to take away from today's episode, guys, you need to treat social media as an investment platform that has a residual component to validate whatever it is that you're going to scream into the marketplace. Every time you run an ad, that's what I mean. You're screaming into the marketplace saying, you know, you're waving your hand saying, hey, listen, check me out and here's why. By the time they look at you, what they're going to do most of the time, I'm going to say this again, today's consumer is a smart consumer. They're going to go out to the digital marketplace and they're going to look you up. They're going to search for you. Your website is a great place for them to learn more about you, but do not expect your website to sell for you unless it's a marketing funnel. Okay, It's a sales funnel where you're exchanging some value and providing them with some information in exchange for their name and email. If you look at all the big companies, that's exactly what they do. All right. And there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing that either. I'm not talking about charging for it. I'm talking about giving away some valuable content based on what you do as a business in exchange for name and email, possibly even a phone number. Okay? So as far as generating leads, you need to understand that you have to give something in order to get something. You're not going to generate, generate a lead just because your website looks pretty or your banner on Facebook or YouTube looks pretty. Okay, that is not a lead generating tool. You need to come up with something that your potential buyer may find interesting and valuable, whether or not they do business with you. Let me repeat that again. You need to provide something that your potential buyer will find interesting, whether they do business with you or not. Okay, now here's another major component. Testimonials. Not enough businesses are collecting testimonials. Most of them, from my experience, they're afraid. They're afraid to ask their customers, their clients, their patients uh, to, to, to give feedback through a video. Guess what? Not everyone you're going to ask for a video testimonial will give you one. As a matter of fact, let me give you an ugly statistic. Out of 10 people that you ask, in general... There's some businesses that will get 70-80% of people saying, yeah, sure, no problem, let's shoot one. But on average, because you're dealing with medical professionals, there's a HIPAA regulation. It depends. You know, you have to structure it the right way. Like with my clients, I give them exact, you know, step-by-step -step blueprint as far as how to properly generate testimonial videos on video. There's a process, and because most of my clients are in a medical field, uh, we it has to be HIPAA compliant so we need to make sure everything is done with finesse and accurately recorded time frame what they can say what they shouldn't say and things like that right but on average out of 10 people that you will ask that has done business with you to give you a video testimonial on average you will get about three so if you have a hundred clients you should have in your arsenal about 30 video testimonials when you put them on your site, 
And remember I talked about investing into your digital platforms? Those video testimonials should be shared on your social platforms because once you post it there, it does not go away like on a radio or TV or print ad. It stays there. And guess what? It does show up when people look for you. If I go in and type into Google, let's say one of the local businesses around me, and I want to say reviews or testimonials, not chances are, for a fact, those reviews and testimonials are going to come up if you titled it, you know, John Smith Tire Shop Testimonial, right? It comes up. Google looks for that kind of stuff. Google wants to show your stuff to the people that are looking for that type of service. So if Google is playing it in your favor, if they want to help you, you need to first help yourself and provide the information that you already know Google is looking for. It is not what's in your head. If you've been in business for over five years and you've done business the traditional, the old school way and it has worked, great. And if you haven't learned how to apply those principles, that mindset in the new world, then you're behind, my friend. You are behind. And you need to pay attention to what other people are doing. Here's the biggest problem. Most business owners, they're, they're paying attention to their competition. The competition is just as clueless as you are. Look at businesses in different industries, but on your level. I'm talking about the revenue generating um, level. Look at other industries and pick up what's working for them. Because if it's working for them, it's going to work for you. You know why? Because they're dealing with the same type of client. It's a human being. One will buy tires for the car, and that same person will buy a construction project. Like they need a deck renovated, or they need the roof fixed. It's the same consumer. They're just buying different things. So what causes them to buy is going to cause them to buy with you. You just need to pay attention to what other industries are doing and do what they do. Do not pay attention to your competition unless they're crushing it. Unless they're crushing it and you just cannot help it. And when you figure out what they do, start creating. Because if you keep competing with them, you will just be as good as they are. But you will never outwork them. You will never outbeat them. So that means you need to outthink them. Okay, guys, I hope that's that's been very helpful for you. Again, if you're a business, look at your digital platforms as an investment tool that has a residual component that will validate everything that you do. It's a brand development platform. When you do digital, when you provide content and you invest your time, energy, and money into it, you're doing it for the long-term sake. You're building your brand. If you're looking just to make a quick buck today, I hate to say this to you, this episode was not for you. Because if you're in business just for today and you do not want to stay in this business for two, three, you know, more than two, three years, then forget about it. Just do whatever is working for you. Or if nothing has been working for you, go figure something out, right? As long as it's moral, legal, and ethical. But if you're looking to build a business with a brand behind it, you need to start investing and you need to start thinking at looking at your business as an investment. It's not a money generating tool that just pays your bills. It's a brand. 
Guys, thanks so much again. I really appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and rate this podcast. Share it with your friends. Take a screenshot. Send me a DM. I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. And if you have more questions in regards to running a business, whether it has to do with recruiting, culture development, or growth strategies, uh, anything about marketing, send me a DM on Instagram at Rafael Mavi, and I'll be sure to get back to you. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, please show us your support by subscribing and leaving a positive review to help us advance on the chart. You can always connect with me on social media by searching for Rafael Mavi at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. If you have any questions or just want to drop a line, the fastest way to get a hold of me is through my Instagram. Until next time.